0: It's great that you only live once, and to a certain extent I agree with that, but you still need to have a financial plan in place. You need to be thinking about pensions, you need to be thinking about the future. Then there's the people that get a kick from saving. They like to look at their pot of money of gold and they don't like to spend it, they like to hold on to it. To the extent that they maybe don't invest in the business, and welcome back to Small Business Financial Freedom. My name's Susan Crichton. My business is SJC Plus Zero Accountants and it's good to talk to you again. Today, I want to talk to you about what they don't teach you about money. So your emotional connection with money. There's various personalities that are attached to money and some practicalities. So there's lots of fear surrounding money, Maybe that you think that by getting more money, you'll get rid of the fears. Maybe you need to have more control over money. But having more money is not always the answer. Lots of people who earn vast amounts of money spend it all every month. They're in overdraft, they have loans, they have no pension, and they struggle Just think about the national lottery winners that you've heard about that have won thousands on the national lottery and a year later or years later have spent it all. This can apply to your business too. I'm not just talking about personal money. I'm talking about money in your business. So sometimes earning more money in your business, i.e. doing more sales, is not the answer. We are responsible for organising how we get the best out of our money. So the first thing I want to talk about is your emotional relationship with money. And this all stems back to your childhood. So in your childhood, how was money talked about? Did you learn about money habits then? I bet you did. What relationship did your family have with money? Did your family talk about money? You might find that there are some families that just don't talk about money at all. It's a taboo subject. How do you learn about money? And what is your earliest memory of money? I read somewhere that you've learned everything you need to know about your emotional attachment with money by the time you're seven. Seven. So for me, my earliest memory was my dad giving my mum his cash his wages on a Thursday and her doing various pockets. You know, she, she put the money into... Dif- I've, I've talked about this in a podcast before, into different sort of pockets. She put money aside to pay the rent. She put money aside for the electricity. She put money aside for food. She put money aside for if we needed new clothes or new shoes or whatever. Savings, if she was lucky... And whatever was left was sort of like entertainment if they went out on a Saturday night. And I always remember, because my mum got paid on a, or my dad got paid on a Thursday, so she got her money on a Thursday night when he came home from work, our next door neighbour, whose husband got paid on a Friday, so she got her money on a Friday night, used to come to my mum on a Thursday asking for money to see her through thursday to see her through friday really until her husband and then she would pay my mum back so a form of borrowing lending make do and mend borrowing from peter to pay paul and i also remember vividly one christmas morning where i wanted a doll's house i was desperately wanting a doll's house, doll's house but it was the doll's house i was wanting was mass produced and it was plastic and it was It wasn't great, but it was what I wanted. But it was expensive. It was expensive for us as a family, and my mum and dad couldn't afford it. So my my dad made me one, and I was really disappointed because it wasn't what I wanted. And it was very basic. My dad wasn't a carpenter by any means, it was very basic. And I remember being very disappointed and resenting the fact that we didn't have money. I also remember when my mum, I was the last of I've got three sisters. I was the last of the children. And there's a big gap between me and my next sisters. So my mum was able to go to start work when I started school. So I became a latchkey kid. You know what I mean? And as soon as she started work, as soon as she started earning, she had her own money sort of thing. But she started hiding it from my dad. So I have this strange relationship with money in that there's an element of budgeting, there's an element of disappointment, and there's an element of hiding. And how that related to me in different stages in my life is my emotional connection with money. So when I was a student and I was living on a grant, I used to sort of take my grant money and pay everything first. So I would pay my accommodation for the the term, And then whatever was left, I divided into the number of weeks in the term. And I used to have a little book and I used to sort of write down everything that I spent. So if I only had, so say for instance, I had 50 pounds to spend every week, I would say, right, okay, I'm spending 20 pounds on food, 20 pounds on going out and 10 pounds on other bits and pieces. And I used to budget like Billio, but I was really good at it. And then when I started to make money, I spent it. I was one of these people that no matter how much money I had, I spent it. So whenever I got a pay rise, I spent it. So I never had any savings. I never had any money. And I was a bit resentful of other people who had money. So my emotional attachments showed up quite clearly. Now, I've learned from my emotional attachments. I'm not 100% perfect, but I know my limitations and I know what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And I believe you can do the same in your business. If you find out what your emotional connection with money is, so look back to when you were a child and try and figure it out. And if you make financial mistakes, There's no shame in making a financial mistake as long as you learn from it and move on. So this is not just for personal reasons. You should never feel stupid about asking a question about money. So if you have a fear about your connection with money, speak to your accountant about it or your financial director and never be ashamed about asking a question. I always say no question is a silly question. Because it's not silly to you, it matters to you. I'm not going to talk about the various per- personalities that you see when you talk about money. There is the spender, the online shopper. I don't know, but people say it achieves, it gives them some happiness, it boosts their self-esteem, but they usually immediately feel some guilt after spending the money. They spend a lot of money on gifts for others. Now, what would help them is budgeting. So if in a business you're a spender, you like to be the one that takes takes your staff on great nights out, does a fantastic yearly event, goes overboard at Christmas with the Christmas party. Great, but realise that you're a spender and ask for a budget. Say to your accountant, I love to spend money, but I need to be budgeted, I need to be reined in, I need a budget. Then there's the people that think, well, you only live once. Why should I bother? I'd be as well spend it all now because I can't take it with me. And these are the people that you need to you need to learn about investment and about financial planning. You need to it's great that you only live once, and to a certain extent I agree with that, but you still need to have a financial plan in place. You need to be thinking about pensions. you need to be thinking about the future. Then there's the people they get a kick from saving. They like to look at their pot of money of gold and they don't like to spend it. they like to hold on to it. To the extent that they maybe don't invest in the business, they maybe don't invest in their staff. They don't maybe don't invest in themselves. And what would help them is cash flow planning. So they still have a control over the cash, but there is a plan in place so that they can invest in the business. And then there's the spreadsheet person who embraces the spreadsheet, who loves a spreadsheet, who's meticulous about the spreadsheet. But the problem is they're too controlling. The spreadsheet is God. So For them, you need to set them some goals. You need to say to them, great, the spreadsheet is fantastic. I love how you do the cash flow for us. I love how you do this for us. But let's set some goals. And then there's the person that's anxious about money. They find it it difficult to make a decision. And that might be you. In business, so you might think, Okay, I think I need to expand. I need to get a bigger office. But do I need a bigger office? Should I get a bigger office? Should I take on a new member of staff? Do I really need a new member of staff? You can't make a decision. And for them, you need to give them the advice. You need to give them the financial advice. You need to be told exactly this is your choices, this is what will happen if or the consequences of your choices, make them feel a bit more relaxed about money. And then there's the person that buries their head in the sand. They don't think about money, they're not bothered about money, they look at their bank balance every day, and as long as there's money there, they're fine. And they're too embarrassed to ask for help. They get at themselves into dreadful situations, and they get embarrassed about saying, I made a mess. So they need deadlines and rewards. You need to set yourself deadlines. You need to say, I'm going to do this by this stage. And once I've done it, I'm going to reward myself. Now, although I've talked about different personalities, you could be a mixture of them. You could be someone who loves spending, but also likes saving. I know that seems weird, but you could. So don't sort of assume that you're just one type of personality. So some practicalities. Money is often a symbol of something else. You need to sort of realize that what that symbol is. You need to get to the bottom of your emotional attachment. You can start separating your money. The pots. I've talked about the pots before. Putting your money into different things. Budgeting looking at your expenditure, planning ahead. So once you've put everything into your pots, once you've put everything in your pots so you're planning ahead, putting things into your pots so you're looking at your expenditure, and the balance that's left is what you have to spend. So that's like your budget. That's what you have left to spend. You need to have things to look forward to. It's no point in sort of budgeting, planning, Doing all of that if you don't have some rewards at the end of it. Some people say time is the most important commodity that you can have. And I know for me it is. So you need to find time to talk about money. You can't sort of ignore it. And if in your past your family never talked about money, then you have to overcome that fear, that emotional attachment and you need to find time to talk about money and you need to find time to talk about what your goals are. I hope you found this of interest. My name is Susan Crichton, SJC Plus Zero Accountants. It was good to talk to you. Thanks.